Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. What's up, Delora? Hey, Ashley. We are back on the mic. Hello, hello, Recap Nation. What it do? It is our usual Thursday show when you guys, hopefully some of you are listening to this episode. And guess what? It is time for our usual headlines and hot topics episode to talk about what's going on in these streets. So the first one up today, Delora, is just kind of a piggyback on one we talked about already last week. Ricky Martin. Shortly after we talked about this story and about the fact that he had been accused of sexual abuse, the charges and the case were dismissed. So basically, for those who did not catch the story, Ricky Martin's nephew had accused him of sexual abuse, had filed for a restraining order. They were supposed to go to court and he suddenly decided to drop the charges In a statement per Ricky Martin's attorney, they said, just as we had anticipated, the temporary protection order was not extended by the court. The accuser confirmed to the court that his decision to dismiss the matter was his alone without any outside influence or pressure. And the accuser confirmed he was satisfied with his legal representation in the matter. The request came from the accuser asking to dismiss the case. This was never anything more than a troubled individual making false allegations with absolutely nothing to substantiate them. We are glad that our client saw justice done and we can now move forward with his life and his career. Uh, literally a day after this, Delora, Ricky Martin went and put on a show. He was. I didn't know that part. Yeah, he was at the Hollywood Bowl stage in Los Angeles and performed with the help of the L.A. Film Harmonic. He told the audience, this is going to be a beautiful evening, opened and performed some of his big hits like Live La Vida Loca and La Bamba and said, all I want is for you to forget all your issues. I want you to focus on the love and the light. So, Delora, what did you think about this about face of this case, these charges, and was this a payoff? Let's just let's just put that on the table. Was this a payoff? Girl, I was not ready for that last question, but was I thinking it? Absolutely. <laughs> so here's the deal. Good for Ricky Martin if he is in fact innocent, you know, and it seems like the courts you know, decision is definitely in his favor, but how devastating would this be if like none of this is true? Like, Mm -hmm. first of all, how can you get a restraining order without any type of proof? King, is that, is that a possibility? I'm not sure. 
I wish we had a legal eagle on the pod <laughs> to discuss that because that is a great question. That is a fair question, right? How is it possible that if there's no legitimacy to these allegations, you would just have granted as a judge a restraining order in the first place? Yeah. So, I also don't like the statement that the accuser did this of their own free will. Why would you need to say that? That's what kind of rubbed me the wrong way when I first read it. I was like, sounds like something you would say is something is absolutely not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Feels like spin to me, but I don't want to put that on Ricky Martin. No. If these charges and if these allegations are false, then absolutely. As you Same. said, great. And, um, and it's, it's very sad that being famous and wealthy would lead someone to create such a horrendous lie against you in that way. So I'm glad we got some resolution. It was really quick though. It was really quick. I feel like I have whiplash. Like as soon as we posted on social media, our hot topics, quick headlines, literally a few hours later, I'm like, update. All charges dismissed. So really quick. I sent you Van's reaction, Van Lengthen from formerly from TMZ. And he made a very slick comment on whether or not this was a payoff or not. And I'm like, he would know. He knows these dealings. He has a <laughs> he knows a lot of people's skeletons, right? Working at TMZ. We said even last week, it was hard to speak about it without further information or, Mm -hmm. you know, this really going before a judge and all of that to get more details. So it's also hard to speak about now that it's resolved. But again, some of the language took me aback and Mm -hmm. I can't vouch for anyone in particular. I'll just say that I hope that this was resolved in the best interest of everybody that was affected. Well said. All right, Delora, let's move on to a lighter quick headline. Chris Brown. Okay. Chris Brown has been out in the streets showing his fans some real love, but the price tag is a little steep. Okay. A thousand dollars for a meet and greet. But I guess many of his fans feel like the cost has been worth it because these pictures of his meet and greet have gone viral. They you have amazing women that he's holding who've jumped up in his arms. You have him looking like he's taking prom pictures, prison Absolutely. pictures. I mean, he's he's showing his fans so much love. And it definitely is entertaining these internets. Uh, a couple of my favorite tweets that I've seen is one saying Chris Brown managed to make every girl he took a picture with look like the love of his life. Laugh my fucking ass <laughs> off. I'm scared of him. <laughs> then another one that said Chris Brown would have had to escort me out because for a thousand dollars, boy, we finna take this picture naked. <laughs> my favorite thing that's come out of this is Kevin Hart's picture with Chris Brown. Did you yes, see that? I just saw him and Fabulous tickled me photo bombed loved it loved it hey if you're gonna spend that much money you better have fun with it that's all i'm saying 
I appreciate that Chris looks like he's having a good time. Like, it does not look forced whatsoever. He looks no. like he is down for whatever the fans want and need from him, and he's living his best life. making $1,000 for taking a picture, Ashley? I, I can't. Be, I'll be smiling, too. I can't. I wish I felt like I was worthy of such, you know? $1,000 for a picture? I wish I felt like I had that value. I mean, I do, but I can't be charging people that because that'd be ridiculous. But I say all that to say, is there someone that you feel like you would pay $1,000 to have a moment with, a picture with? Is there someone? I have already. (laughs) You paid $1,000? Easily. Who was it? Michelle Obama. Oh, it was that much? Altogether? Yes. Okay. We okay. had VIP seats to her becoming tour, and it was a shiny penny. Okay. Well, there's your answer then. There's your answer. You have. And she was and worth every penny for Michelle Obama. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have not been able to think of someone that I feel like. I'm willing to pay. Maybe I'm thinking about it strictly as the picture versus the entire experience. I think if I think about it as an entire experience, that's different than like I'm paying a thousand dollars literally for this one moment. Yeah. Because like for me, it was her tour. It was VIP. It was it was a family situation. It easily was over a grand. (laughs) Yeah. If it's more than a moment, then there's some of my favorite celebs, the Beyonce's of the world, of course, that I would pay these type of prices for. But just for a picture, is there anybody that you feel like is worth just a picture, a thousand dollars? Just a picture, one grand right now. Yeah. Ooh. Um, probably Meghan Markle. Wow. I would love to meet her. Do you feel like she's going to spill some tea? What makes a thousand dollars worth it? No, I just respect her. <laughs> I respect her. Now, see, I'm nasty because it's, it's got to be a fine-ass man for me to be paying these type of, type of money. I, and I, I would like steal. to have a conversation with her, though. But to your point, this is just a picture. But yeah. yeah. I was like, you know what? I probably paid $1,000 for Jesse Williams, but it had to be a full-day experience. And it's just me and, and you. And you had to see him on it's Broadway. A, there, you get. there you go. There you go. I want to see what what all the fans have gotten to say. That sounds like I'm prostituting that man out. Very much so. I just I <laughs> I would I would do if it was like a day experience with Jesse and we like go out and we mingle and we have conversations. I would pay a thousand dollars for that. I would. If I could have tea with Meghan Markle, absolutely. Okay, I would love it. Okay. Well, I hope that all of these fans continue to live their best lives and provide us with some amazing photography and i would like to have tea with beyonce too for a thousand dollars i would do that beyonce is an easy one for me beyonce is an easy one as well uh let's move on to queen b how about that because our next quick headline you won't that my song album. <laughs> that song has so grown on me over the course of these past few weeks it's an and, hour for sure uh beyonce is um you know She's the GOAT. So my question that I put in my notes is, are you ready to be entertained? Because despite this leak that I'm not going to focus on, because I'm not going to go out and listen to anything prematurely. Same. 
Beyonce's album is dropping on Friday. Okay. Tomorrow, when you guys are listening to this recording, we are getting new music from the Beyonce Giselle Knowles. How you feeling? It's so funny. I was talking to my best friend about this and she cracked me up. She was like, I'm not a part of the beehive, but I know you're beehive adjacent, which is an accurate (laughs) explanation for my love for Beyonce. I really appreciate her so much and her work ethic. I am ready for these visuals. And I'm also ready to just watch everybody flip out. Like there's joy in, you know, Black Twitter and how we react to things. I'm ready. I'm ready to listen to the album. I'm ready to find my favorites. I'm ready. And I've, uh, I don't know if I've ever said this on the mic, but I've strongly appreciated uh, Beyonce in the last three projects. So we're talking Beyonce, Lemonade, and The Gift. That's when I started hopping on board and then Homecoming just blew my mind. So for this, I'm like, ooh, I'm ready to, you know, sweat on the dance floor. (laughs) do a ditty i want a dance challenge like i'm ready for this joy this renaissance you know man when i tell you i wish i could take the day off of work to give myself a full immersive experience it so irritates me that i have to work on friday because beyonce is the musical love of my life and i mean that so sincerely like that deep oh it is for me and i say that because again to your point i don't feel like i'm a member of the beehive because i'm not obsessed with beyonce's life i am obsessed with her musically though i do feel like she gives me something that nobody else gives me it's the the consummate level of perfection that just is incomparable for anybody else that I've experienced I mean she I relate to her music so much I love her growth that to your point over especially over these last few years I feel like she's come more into her own and it's reflected more into her artistry but I mean I've been fucking with Beyonce since day one honestly yeah Uh, and I've been there it, it, it has gotten no better. And so I'm just excited to see the continued evolution of her. And like I said, I'm not going to, I can't even fix my mouth to criticize Beyonce's music because I'm just always so grateful to receive it. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. Let's talk about some of the collaborations. They released the track list. Let's talk about some of this stuff a little bit. So in total, we're getting 16 songs on this again. Act one, there people are speculating there may be up to three acts that we're going to get for this Renaissance album. So collaborators, some of the collaborators that have been released include Drake, Jay-Z, Pharrell, The Dream, Raphael Sadiq, Tim's, and many, many more. There's also samples of songs uh, involving James Brown, Donna Summer, uh, Robin S., uh, obviously in Big Frida. So they're talking about genre. I'm reading an article from people and they're saying, again, mix of genres, which I feel like we've heard, yes. but that it's going to lean more heavy with dance and possibly some country, Grace stuff Jones like that. Is also on the list. But I think when it came to the actual track list, some of these tracks like tickled me as far as the titling, for instance, Plastic Off the Sofa. 
Mm-hmm. What the hell does I mean? I feel like I know what that means as far as like your grandparents have Black a plastic people understand what that in means. your house, but like, what the hell does that mean for a song? And yes. my girl Sabrina Claudio has a credit on that song, so it's Sabrina singing. What are we doing, Sabrina? That's I don't huge, know though. Sabrina Claudio. Who is she? That's my girl. Uh, she's I mean, she's like R and B. She's soulful. She's mm-hmm. uh, actually got to see her in concert here in Orlando. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other like f- like features or anything you may know her from. If mm-hmm. you just have to go look her up, she has some great songs. I'm a great great songs. Tens, uh, oh, in a very real way, free my mind is like my everything. <laughs> I have grown to love her more over time, but yes. then you also have songs on here like Church Girl that I'm excited to hear what that Same. song is going to be. Thick. Sounds like it's yes. gonna be a banger. Was it Virgo celebration? Virgo's song? groove. Groove, yeah. We will never hit the end of it from Virgos, I swear. Alien um, superstar. Like, I'm just I'm curious. It, it the track list excites me, I guess is the main point I should make yes, on the mic before I just songs. before I'm just rant, ranting and raving. I'm just excited, <laughs> guys. Same, same. But one of my favorite tweets I saw. I'm paraphrasing was like, so Drake was on, is on her album and decided to drop his dance track real quick before her. Isn't that kind of shady? Like, no, you know what it probably is? The meeting of all of the big moguls and entertainment probably includes Drake and Beyonce. And they just all had a conversation, decided the mood of music we're going to be putting out. And this is the mood. So it was probably just a consensus of the again, elite squad that got together. His stuff feels rushed. And I'm pretty sure Beyonce would not or, you know, will not. I mean, Beyonce said again in this article that she worked on this album for two years she said with all the isolation and injustice I think we are all ready to escape travel love and laugh again I feel a renaissance emerging and I want to be part of nurturing that escape in any way possible sometimes it takes a year for me to personally search through thousands of songs to find just the right kick or snare one chorus can have up to 200 stacked harmony so again the perfectionism that's why I get obsessed with Beyonce songs because Mm-hmm. I know how much she puts into her music. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Absolutely. So to your point, it's just everybody can't do it like B. That's what it no, comes down and, to. And that's what I, I think my appreciation comes in is like her on the business side, her with her rollouts. And again, we talk about old heads in our last quick headlines and hot topics. That professionalism is yeah, something man. to admire because a lot of these people don't don't got it they ain't got it (laughs) yeah so how do you think you're going to approach this on friday do you think that you're going to give it a listen in the house you think you're going to go take a car ride how are you going to approach this experience headphones i always do headphones and i always like to listen to the album by myself before looking at social media oh absolutely don't even call me on friday people don't even call me own and i'm really big on first listens and obviously some songs do grow on you but i like to know how i feel the first time i get through Mm -hmm. my initial thoughts and then you know go from there 
you know what I miss? I miss the days of old technology when I used to listen to things on my Walkman and on my CD player, because those were the days I would literally (laughs) take a physical copy of music for all the youngsters who don't even understand and put it in this player close my bedroom door, put my headphones on, lay on my bed and listen to an album or a tape from first track to last track in yes. one sitting. Yes. Now with music. I was an album girl as well, by the way. And I remember when artists stopped making albums and they were just making singles, which is the climate we're pretty much in now. Mm-hmm. The only People who really make really good albums right now would be Beyonce, Taylor Swift, and Adele. Like cohesive, mm. cohesive albums. Yes. Now with albums, I am most likely going to listen on my Bluetooth speaker first in the house. And then hopefully I will go for a car ride, a long car ride and listen to this entire album. Because there is nothing like the car experience That's with true. music for me. Very true. So I'm excited, Laura. Any final thoughts on Renaissance before we are blessed and next week talk about our reactions? I'm ready. I'm ready for the visuals, these music videos. I need to know the choreo. I'm ready. I don't. I agree. <laughs> I feel like because so many projects I do like have been surprises. The anticipation is killing me. When I tell you I've for a minute forgotten it was the 29th, I thought it was the 19th. So last week I was super excited, like, oh shit, I'm about to get some Beyonce. I was like, damn, one more week. So I'm I'm ready as well. And guys, we will have our reactions on the mic next week. All right, our final quick headline. Got to talk about one of our favorite shared shows, The View. It is rumored heavily on these internets and media sites that they're in final talks on The View to finally replace Meghan McCain with Alyssa Farah Griffin. Alyssa has been guest hosting, as you and I know, throughout the summer. And she's been in the mix with a lot of different hosts, right? There's been uh, everybody from... There's Mia Love, Gretchen Carlson, Ebony K. Williams. That was Thank you. It's been a rotating panel. And Alyssa formerly served as White House Director of Strategic Communications and the assistant to Donald Trump. So her possible appointment as a new co-host is not not controversial I guess is the best way to say it because she basically only disavowed him after the January 6th insurrection and the uh, most upsetting part from the article I'm reading from Entertainment Weekly is that our girl Ana Navarro had also been a part of this process and was auditioning to become a permanent co-host are you serious according to this article and that she obviously, this, from? this is from Entertainment Weekly. Because and that she is obviously would be a popular choice amongst the viewers. Because I assumed that Anna was just the permanent, the guest, guest host. host. But, but yeah, 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 exactly. I think that gave us comfort, right? To think yes. this must be the position that Anna wants to be in. Again, this yes. is according to this article. Anna Navarro had also auditioned. 
for the permanent co-hosting gig. And then it also says some fans of the show have threatened a boycott if Griffin is picked. The Daily Beast also reported that earlier this month, Wanda Sykes bailed on yep. an appearance after learning that Al- uh, Alyssa was guest co-hosting that episode. So being a longtime view watcher, what do you think about this possibility of Alyssa being the new co-host of The View? All right, Ashley. So based off of the rotating conservative voices, not including Ana Navarro, because love her. Okay, love her. And if she can be permanent, she absolutely needs to be permanent, period, point blank. I was not impressed with anyone. Actually, they got on my nerves quite often. (laughs) I felt like Alyssa has the same amount of charisma as Abby Hensman, which is about as dry as white toast. Like, Mm. I really am not impressed with her. She, knowing that she was a part of the Trump presidency, I feel like she got that job because she was young and cute. I hate to say like that, but we all know how he operates like a jock from a 1960s movie. Okay. So <laughs> I see your face. I'm just no lies. No lies being told. So with that being said, especially in light of Anna potentially having, you know, the opportunity to audition as well. It's a no for me. It's a hell no for me. Are you kidding? Thank you, Ashley. Are you kidding? Ana Navarro is fire on that panel every time. Phenomenal. I look forward to Ana's thoughts almost more than anybody else except for Sonny. So exactly <laughs> in that case, yes, exactly. I'm going to need you guys to know your audience that because that's a big thing too. know your audience. Don't put yes. somebody else on here. That's going to piss us off for the sake of feeling like we need to have representation from the extreme right, because even Alyssa herself does no longer feel like she represents that. She had a falling out with her own father. Her old father didn't even come to her wedding. Exactly. Because of the divisiveness of her leaving the Trump regime. The only reason why I think they would lean towards her is based off age, I'm assuming. Because she would be, you know, the youngest of the host. But to your point earlier, Ashley. That's again, know your audience. Y'all not... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what generation do you think watches your show baby come on y'all come on but to to your point earlier with her being a part of the trump administration i just feel like abc would come off a bit hypocritical because the whole every person that dropped off like flies the running joke during the you know the dark ages <laughs> Four years is someone from that administration would quit and then somehow get a job in the media when they didn't, you know, speak up or do what was right when they actually had their jobs. You know what I mean? If they go this route, will you stop watching the show? <sighs> Honestly, she's not Megan McCain. <laughs> and I say that because when I tell you her negative energy was a lot, 
and unbearable. She was disrespectful. And we've spoken on that. Alyssa is not disrespectful. Yeah. But to your point, she, Alyssa this, doesn't bring any flavor to me. What either. does she bring? What does she bring besides I know and you know, a different opinion? Sure. She's not funny. Where's the charisma? I, I'm not. Even the watching the game show they did with Michael Strahan and she was teen with Sonny. I was like, this is painful because y'all are coming from very, very different, I guess, places that y'all can't seem and to get any of so y'all answers. Sunny is probably 1000% aware of all of that, but she's a team player and probably <laughs> did what she had to do. Well, even when I mean? she was like, the it, it was a, a question and it, the answer was Backstreet Boys. And she was like, oh, not in sync, but the other greatest boy band of all time. And the time ran out and Sunny was like, boys to men? Like, yes. <laughs> First of all, sis. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying like you gotta you gotta bring some level of flavor and I don't know from what I've seen of Melissa she hasn't made a mark for me Not even the all. other uh the one black lady who's the a conservative lady. she gets on my last nerve but she last. makes a mark she, she makes a mark and she has she's just more interesting I mean, I don't know her and sometimes I'll be like I feel like where's the tortilla so y'all slap the shit out of each other because but that this lady, is, uses, she says some really stupid stuff sometimes. And I'm just like, sis, you are embarrassing yourself. But OK, at the end of the day, it's television. So we'll see what they decide to do. I can't say if this would be the end of my watching of The View. I that, just, that, that would take a lot. Yeah, I just don't feel like this this adds anything. And again, if Anna is being looked over for this person, that is very upsetting because Anna very. is phenomenal on that show. So phenomenal. Let's move on to our hot topics, Laura. We have two today. One of them is, not to say I don't want to talk about it. I just kind of feel like it's been resolved, but I also feel like we just need to talk about it for the sake of how hot it was in the in the streets and on the internet. And that's this colorism debate between Kiki Palmer and Zendaya. I'm reading an article from Vibe. Kiki, keep a job, Palmer as they said, is never one to play with. Nope, hitting theaters, uh, had one Twitter user stirring the pot, basically tweeting, I'd like someone to do a deep dive on the similarities and differences between Kiki Palmer and Zendaya's careers. This may be one of the clearest examples of how colorism plays out in Hollywood. They were both child stars, but their mainstream popularity is very different. Somebody else said, oh, Kiki's net worth is seven million. Zendaya's is 20. Kiki has been mainstream since uh, she began her career and has put in substantially more work. She should be one of the highest paid entertainers in the game. Yes, it's colorism. And this is really in response to this idea that Nope is somehow Kiki Palmer's breakout role, which is as if she's not already Akilah and the B. Well, first of all, <laughs> She is in, <laughs> let me, let me already put some respect to her name, any winning Kiki Period. Palmer. Yes. And just to go down the list of accomplishments that she's had, because to your point, Akilah and the B is what I first saw her in, what you first saw her in. Yes. But Kiki Palmer has been out here killing the game now for years. Very long And time. she said, a great example of colorism is to believe I can be compared to anyone. I am the youngest talk show host ever. The first Black woman to star in her own show on Nickelodeon. And the youngest and first Black Cinderella on Broadway. I Preach. am an incomparable talent. Preach! Baby, <laughs> this 
is Kiki Palmer. Okay. And that's how Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> Just for added flex. As Vibe notes, the 28-year-old continued, I've been a leading lady since I was 11 years old. I have over 100 plus credits and currently starring an original screenplay that's the number one film at the box office. Nope. I have had a blessed career thus far. I couldn't ask for more, but God continues to surprise me. So that's that on that. I guess really what I want to ask you is... Why do you think this gained as much traction as it has? And do you think there's still a very vital colorism conversation that should be had, even if it's not Kiki Palmer and Zendaya? There's absolutely a conversation to be had about colorism in Hollywood. Zendaya has spoken about it multiple times. Uh, But when it comes to Kiki Palmer and Zendaya, I think it's probably easy to compare But Kiki reminded us with her response, she's running her own race. And so is Zendaya. They are both Virgo queens and they have, they are very hardworking and they are thriving. I think what it is uh, that started this debate is you see Zendaya and she is killing the game. We, We talked about her multiple times on the pod we often joke we want to be like her when we grow up okay (laughs) she's out here in literally the biggest movies of the year back to back yeah biggest television show on hbo so and then she has all the high-end endorsements and things along those lines and so i've shown is impeccable exactly exactly but shout out to kiki for utilizing my friend micah and as her stylist for the nope promotion so here's the deal i love that kiki took the time to remind us who she is Mm -hmm. and it also shows that she is not you know bitter or anything along those lines she's like i'm over here minding my own business in the number one movie of you know at the box office and y'all out here you know, pontificating on some made up <laughs> stuff. No, I love you. the word pontificating. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ashley? Yeah, I think that it is interesting that this all came up because again, this idea that somehow Nope is Kiki Palmer's big breakout role. I think me and you even talked about this. Kiki is one of the celebs online whose online presence got me, helped get me through the height of COVID. She is so fucking entertaining to me. She like I would all, lose literally. time on her Instagram regularly. Kiki can dance. Kiki can sing. Kiki can act. Kiki is hilarious. She can do the whole spectrum. So when they talked about this on higher learning. And ended up getting her name on the freaking moniker. Like for the straight hot and Sarah. Yes. For GMA when they had their iteration. Third hour. When they talked about this on Higher Learning, I love the fact that Van pointed out that you have a lot of male entertainers who get their accolades for being multi-hyphenate, can do it all, mm-hmm. the Jamie Foxes, the of Donald course. Glovers. Yes. But we don't give that type of recognition a lot of times to women in the same way, and especially no. like a Kiki Palmer. And right. when I thought of it, I was like, that does bother me because I don't even mention her name in that context, but that's how I think of her. 
Absolutely. So I guess maybe we just need to be a little bit more J-Lo vocal. J-Lo is the other one. And, and we talked and, about that in her documentary. And J-Lo gets more mainstream shine. I think that's another factor for me with this debate is there is this idea of being mainstream or not being black famous versus mm. regular famous. Maybe right. people are thinking this is Kiki's moment to be like famous even amongst the whites. But Kiki amongst the blacks has been everything for a long time right so absolutely I think there's and honestly sometimes Kiki can be a lot but we love Kiki Palmer okay she (laughs) entertains the fuck out of me I can't even explain to y'all how much joy I've gotten from her social media presence I have looked at all her skits I have looked at all oh her gosh. iterations of her characters. You are hilarious. I, I love this. love me some Kiki Palmer. So I guess that's what it took me aback because I was like, wait, do I not put enough respect on Kiki's name? Because I mean to. I feel it in my spirit and in my heart. So maybe that's the thing. We just need to be more as, as vocal as we are in our love of certain people once they reach certain mainstream success. Because we do talk about Zendaya a lot in conversation because Zendaya has been a part of such big major projects like yes. the dunes like the spider-mans Spider-Man. but yes. that does not negate our love for a lot of the other entertainers who and are major amazing stories right yeah so, yeah yeah and again re- receiving mainstream love and attention so i totally get that but kiki shut it down and she shut it down in a great way and i cannot wait for her angela bassett bio uh <laughs> doc you series whatever that's gonna come out because i didn't know how good of an impersonation she did until recently i, I was like where it. have i been angela more than one project together obviously that was her mama and akila and the b but they did something else together but she constantly the clips i was seeing was mimicking her from the jackson family uh story that yes yes i don't want you i don't want you i don't want you <laughs> And then obviously from a scene of what's love got to do with this. So I say I was to say, Kiki, we fuck with you hard. So don't don't ever forget it. Thousand percent. I'm so proud of her. Sometimes I forget that she's a grown ass woman, too. Mm-hmm. how long we've been rocking with her you know yeah, she's I mean? 28 years old man yep. people we can, everybody getting oh okay anyway let's move on <laughs> i was like and i am the same exactly <laughs> you heard me say everybody i didn't say us i said everybody not else us. the world is moving on we like we stuck in in the matrix because we have not aged a day baby okay all right let's move on to our final hot topic Ugh. Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer is out. I just have to give a minute because when I tell y'all I got emotional the first time the when the music hit, I, I teared up before I even really visually saw a scene because this has been so highly anticipated. We've talked to freaking Hannah Beekler about this, guys. I was too ready to see our first glimpse at Black Panther Wakanda forever. So Delora, give me your first impressions and how this trailer hits your spirit. Chills. Chills, chills, chills. The goosebumps that I got watching that trailer. I was gagged. I mean, when I tell you my mouth was on the floor from the visuals they provided us, black and brown folk underwater. Let me compose myself. 
We're full of emotion on this podcast today. <laughs> Between Beyonce, Black Panther, and serving. What Michaela Cole is in Wakanda forever? Looking amazing. Looking amazing. I think it's also the choice of it being so music based, right? Because we know it's almost completely like lacking in dialogue it's more about this rendition of no woman no cry by again tim's we gonna be all right and then kendrick lamar's all right that transition i mean it was so powerful and you you couple that within angela bassett's empowered speech of i am the queen of you know the most powerful land and i have lost all my family have i not given everything i'm getting chills recite you got okay? shuri in that all white you got lupita looking at the ocean probably contemplating life i mean when we got scenes of that underwater people um atlantis it's the atlantis people namor and his intensity and his i mean i gagged gagged that i cannot wait until november like this is epic we had some great posts on our stories from people's reactions one you posted of uh someone in the latinx community just commenting on how much it means for them to see namor and that representation and the fact that when we've reached as a black community this pivotal moment and having this opportunity to have such big success how we're bringing their community along that was beautiful uh another one of just the general consensus i felt like we as black people had which is like just being in shambles emotionally and how much it means to us still and then i think on top of that obviously is we're still going to be mourning the loss of chadwick boseman and the fact that because of that t'challa is dead yes we did not know for sure what they were were going to do absolutely so i'm reading a washington post article and i want to talk about the five key takeaways that they have from this trailer real quick the first one is wakanda obviously will mourn its king right we see that there's a funeral procession everybody's dressed in all white and we still don't know necessarily how t'challa will have died what were your did you weigh in on the idea of recasting or not recasting t'challa did you weigh in on that? I I believe I have, but I'll reiterate it. T'Challa needs to be recast eventually. Now, does he need to be recast for Black Panther 2? No. And that's why it's called Wakanda Forever. You know what I mean? I think that was intentional. Um, but if we can have three Spider-Mans in the last 20 years, if we can have five Batmans in the last 20 years, we can have a, another T'Challa. Now, I believe that Chadwick did not put his blood, sweat, and tears in that role just for it to stop with him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he understood how important T'Challa is to the Black community. And, you know, again, it doesn't have to be even this next movie, but eventually, yes. I think you summed it up beautifully. I think it meant a lot for the folks who were involved in this iteration. The director, obviously, being Ryan Coogler, all the folks who were involved and worked directly with 
you know, Chatwick to have this and to mourn him and to be able to do it that way. But to your point, he is a comic book character who deserves to continue, just like all of these other great comic book characters that people have loved. And so I do hope that there will be an iteration where there will be another T'Challa and we will see that role continue to be um, done justice because I don't think that Chadwick would want it to end with him either. Mm -hmm. Um, So two things um, really quick. Uh, Hannah is very active on Twitter and she mentioned that Wakanda Forever has its own 1,000 page Bible, uh, just like the first film. And then two... To your point, with the cast mourning the great Chadwick Boseman, they did not have a a number one on their call sheet. Right. That was reserved for him. And I thought that was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Well, we may have to do a repost of our in conversation with Hannah Beekler for you guys, because it's very timely and it was an excellent, excellent conversation. Absolutely. Another takeaway that the Washington Post gave was the nation's women will face a great challenge. Obviously, with T'Challa being gone, the women of Wakanda are now the primary protectors of this nation. We have the queen, we have Shuri, we have uh, T'Challa's love interest, Nakia, we have Dora, we have the, um, or Dora Milaje, the elite all-female bodyguards, And it's going to be interesting to see how this kind of works itself out, um, because I don't feel like we've really seen like this representation of like an all female nation, except for in Wonder Woman. And obviously that's DC. Yeah, that's DC and not Marvel. So I do think that'll be interesting. Uh, We also with you pointing out the women leadership just thinking about the impact of Black Panther and the fact that we get a chance to have a movie like The Woman King coming out later this year too, starring Mm -hmm. Viola Davis based on the tribe of women that the Dora Milaje are based off of. It's just the culture impact is so real and the reach is, it's, it's going to be, you're going to be able to trace it back for sure as we keep going. The Black women out here representing, speaking of that, Riri Williams is forging her iron destiny. Riri Williams, played by Dominique Thorne, one of Marvel's brightest minds, makes her MCU debut in Wakanda Forever, a milestone moment that can lead to her debuting as the next Iron Man. So exciting. Iron Man is perhaps my favorite character so in the MCU. So did we see her? Did we see Riri? She is seen in the trailer as forging an iron suit. It may have been a quick clip, but she is set to star in Ironheart series on Disney Plus in the fall of 2023. Mm-hmm. So it seems like they'll be setting her up for that. And also she could be appearing in one of the two Avengers movies that Kevin Feige announced as well. So exciting if that is the case because i'm still mourning the loss of iron man but if a black woman as has been rumored Mm -hmm. is about to go ahead and step into that role then my heart can move on (laughs) as you already mentioned namor this i don't know if it's submariner or submariner maybe it's submariner is here he has one of marvel's most intense rivalries with wakanda and with t'challa and they basically have butted heads him him and black panther uh over the years in the comics and he basically is like 
the Marvel's version of Aquaman, right? He um, is the ruler of Atlantis. And they also say in this article, he's known as Marvel's first mutant. So we'll see if he is going to either be a villain or if he's going to be an ally. I'm pretty sure a villain, but I only say that to say it would make sense for him to show up if the king is gone. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't, I don't know for sure, on, but I'm just throwing my thoughts Based out. on a lot of the clips I've seen, especially because it looks like it's going to be a full-out war between yep. the Wakandians and the, and the it, Atlanteans. I don't know if that's how you say it, but <laughs> um, but they also, the reason why they say that in article is because he has an anti-hero status, kind of, I guess, similar to a Venom or somebody like that. So it's possible yeah. that he could then also be an ally to the Wakanda nation. And, apparently and then his character openly F's fish in the comic books. <laughs> I don't need to see that on my screen. Fish alien beings. The final takeaway from this article is obviously a new black Panther will rise. Wakanda Forever's most difficult task will be replacing a legend, but the trailer ends with a back view of a suited up black and gold Black Panther unsheathing their claws. It's not known who the new Black Panther will be. Shuri is the top candidate, but there's other possibilities. So overall, I feel like I'm excited again because the Black excellence on display in the first one and that will continue in this one just brings me so much joy and it's just with the leadership of ryan coogler and everyone from the actors to you know people in front and behind the camera the amount of love that is poured into these movies is so tangible like it is you and i we talk about it all the time but we feel it and if we can get that from a freaking trailer I'm going to be bawling my eyes out November, I believe it's what, 11th? I'm also excited because y'all always give me new things because I'm not a comic book head to latch on to or get excited about or deep dive into. And so I appreciate it for that too, because there's going to be so many nuggets or so many things that are going to come from this iteration that, um, will just make me excited for the overall Marvel universe. So well done already. Like I can already say well done. (laughs) Period. Period. All right, Delora, we have a micro dose today and then we're going to get out of here. We got to talk about the series premiere of rap shit on HBO max. First two episodes are out. Issa Rae. Issa Rae is back. Okay. The premise of rap shit, two estranged high school friends from outside Miami reunite to form an all-female rap group hoping to make it in the music industry. This is loosely based on the City Girls, who are executive producers, JT and Young Miami. This show is actually currently sitting at 100% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Although the audience score is only 55%. So... Mm -hmm. First two episodes, something for the city and something for the girls. Shauna, who we meet, is an aspiring rapper working in a hotel, while Mia is juggling being a single mom with her side hustle. She's a makeup artist. She does some cam work, etc. She does some cam work. She does yes. some cam work, etc. <laughs> Left cheek, right cheek. 
my first impression of this, honestly, was anxiety. And I think it was because of the way episode one was shot, that heavy production and influence of social media mm-hmm. visually just really like it made me feel some type of way you say anxiety I called it chaos I was like this is chaotic for me I literally had to pick it up and put it down and pick it up again <laughs> because I was like I what is happening is that especially when Maya was doing her video work I'm like is that Maya like <laughs> you know what I mean like, it was a lot in episode one to get the flavor of the show, right? This is our first introduction to this world. So to your point, it felt chaotic because there was no consistency between the reality it felt like we were living in. Like, I know it was supposed to be a commentary on the fact that we live and breathe through our phones and through social media, but I don't want to literally feel like I'm living in my phone. That was a lot for me. For the majority of the episode, absolutely. Yeah, that was a lot for me, but... I did after, especially episode two, I I got invested. I wanted to know what was going to happen. I wanted to know if they were really going to be able to take off because Shauna is a rapper, but Mia has no rapping experience, right? She's going into this totally cold, which apparently is true of the city girls. Young Miami had no rapping experience Mm. before they got together. So what were your thoughts on the dynamics between Shauna and Mia? And then I want to also get your thoughts on the dynamics between them and their partners. Ooh, interesting. Okay, so when it comes to Shauna and Mia, they actually probably need each other because Shauna was tripping. <laughs> I understand message. I I understand, you know, wanting to say something going against the grain. Yeah. But when she was trying to rap about sharing a Mercedes Benz because of you know the government and student loans I'm like sis what are we doing (laughs) what are we doing and then with with Maya I I appreciate her again being paired up with Shauna because it's like it's okay just to have fun it's okay to have fun you know I want to talk about getting dressed getting ready making money let's make it happen and I'm like I can respect that Now, I did have some anxiety, though, because, I mean, Shauna is with the next Obama. So it's like... I literally have that down. Want to be Obama Cliff. Like, that's his name in my notes. So bad. (laughs) Like, he's trying to make you Michelle hard. Hard. And you're out here with a girl who, you know, is a sex worker in some ways. You know what I mean? And so... She made it look good. She made it look good. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. He's super cute, and I'm sure he gets Obama comparisons all the time. Wait, didn't he play Obama in that Netflix show? Was that him? Barry? Yep, I knew it was him. <laughs> I knew it. That was from 2016. He played a young Obama. I love I it. I think okay. I saw that too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he's typecast. Ter- this man is typecast. Give him a break. Oh, he's he's fine. He's a cutie. Um. In some ways, I feel like I can see myself in Shauna's shoes by a lot, but I don't think I would have been naive in thinking that me rapping about really serious, depressing stuff was going to ever take off either. <laughs> 
I think it's such a great point that they provide each other with balance. One could say, oh, Shauna is the one who has the talent. But I think the way that they, I perceive it, the way that they're balancing it in the show is Shauna brings the rapping perspective and talent, but Mia brings the swag. Mia brings the social media following. Mia brings that extra sauce. Right. That that presence, that energy yep. that entertainers have. And why is that? Because in real life, she's a rapper. So, you know, easily <laughs> transition that into the character. But I think that's, to your point, so great between the two of them. But I wondered, I was like, Shauna, to Mia's point, when they're sitting at the bar and they're talking about Little Kim and they're talking about Nicki Minaj, yeah. like, are you are you actually being genuine towards what you're interested in? Or do you just want to be the antithesis of these other things? And I feel like that was such a good point. Like if this was genuine for you and this was real for you, pursue that passion, go that path, do that. But it always felt like she was doing it just to be contrary to what is already out there. So So do you, I feel like she needed to define her rap voice. What's interesting is they didn't list anybody who's doing it today, though. They didn't list Cardi B, Meg The Stallion. Um, I mean, Nikki's still doing it today. Nikki ain't but Nikki put has out the a 10-plus year career. So Nikki's more safe than a True. lot of the newer girls. So, so I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, That's a fair point. So what do you think about Shauna's relationship with Cliff and Mia's relationship with the father of her child, Lamont. Um, Mia's relationship with Lamont was annoying AF, but I feel like it's a tale as old as time, right? So it just sucked that it was bleeding into her dynamic with Shauna. Like, because mm. you're the father of your child who's getting on your nerves and is an aspiring rapper. Yeah. Then when Shauna is giving you that same energy, because she's also an aspiring hungry rapper, you're getting annoyed and you're shutting it down. Mm. That bothered me. Yeah. Yeah. But I just don't like the relationship, frankly. Like, are they even together or do they just have a child and maybe occasionally, you know, do the damn thing? Um, I think it's just a co-parenting. At this point, it seemed like. Yes, I agree. Uh, Shauna and Cliff, I'm rooting for them. They seem like, you know, young love, although I don't know what this is going to look like her taking off in this girl group and him trying to be Cory Booker. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they're going to make it. I don't know. You know me. I love a good educated guy. <laughs> I am such a sucker for her. But no, I say that to say like, I, I really want them to make it. But yeah, the long distance and her insecurity and jealousy is probably not going to help the relationship. Her insecurity his drive to probably pursue the lane of life politically he's going to go down her desire to pursue the lane of life of wanting to be a rapper and being in hip-hop and entertainment is not going to be a mix that I foresee and then also you already see in my opinion from these first two episodes the lack of energy from her and the extra energy from him 
he was the one that was hoping to keep the spark alive through yeah. phone sex. He's the one who was texting her, good morning, babe, I love you. all the time, though. <laughs> because I, she's depressed, though. I understand that, but at the same time, especially because they're long distance, you have to put in the work. I agree, and I these agree. early seeds of me feeling like she's not putting in that same energy makes me feel like, you know, that opens the door for the other young lady that she was looking at on social media, who seems like she's going to be a more Michelle Obama type of fit for that man. So, and guys are out here looking for their Michelles. That is for sure. Not to say Cliff's going to do her dirty. I'm just saying no. I foresee a veering of paths. They're not going to may not out. be able to stay together. Be a, an Issa Lawrence and come together at the end of season five. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. But we'll see what happens. What are any other thoughts you had just from these first two episodes before we wrap this up? So two things. I definitely enjoy episode two uh, more. And I believe that was largely due to having a better understanding of this world. I think part of the reason why episode one was so chaotic, as I previously mentioned, was due to us being introduced to this world and the cameras really going all over the place. I'm like, so who are these people? Who do I need to remember? Mm -hmm. Who's just a random person that's on, you know, this Instagram. And then the second point part I wanted to highlight is Kid Fury is acting and writing on this show. And that makes me so, so happy. Kid Fury from The Read, my very first favorite podcast and apparently he's straight on the show which I mean it's acting but I'm like this is I'm loving every minute of it so he's one of the bros in Cliff's uh college dorm yeah yeah I think that the read was so many people's introduction to the podcast space is the first podcast I ever listened to as well so y'all did something right first one um but it's my favorite Mm, because I I, it was my very first um they were because for me I used to listen to podcasts for informational things I came across their podcast and the things they talk about being black the culture cool well new episodes will drop on Thursdays at 9 p.m on HBO which is interesting because obviously mimicking traditional linear tv releases with a specific day and time so we'll see if that pays off and again Seems like critics are loving it. I've even seen a headline from The Ringer that Issa Rae's rap shit is the show we thought Atlanta would be. So, interesting. What does that mean? Basically saying that, you know, it's giving more of what people wanted than what Atlanta inevitably gave. So, we'll see how this plays out. Have you seen Paperboy rap? That's a great question. I can't remember. (laughs) It was too long between the first and second season and then the third. I can't remember. It's been years and many, many shows ago. But I'll just say that the reviews seem to be positive. We'll see if it has legs. I want this show to be successful. So I think I'm invested from that perspective, too. I want this to be another success for Issa Rae and for these actors and actresses and all the creatives, all the people of color that are out here doing the damn thing. Okay? so Absolutely. That is all we have for today, guys. Um, But, Delora, what are we recapping for the people for next week? Yes, we are recapping 
a throwback 2004 Mean Girls. There you go, kids. I'm sure you've seen it. If you somehow have not, it is on Netflix. So please feel free to check it out before we chat and be blessed. We'll see you next time. Bye.